Inga wonderful. Look at this one. Well, if you can't see this one, look at this one. If you can't see this one, look at this one. Uh, creations. I don't know if this is real or plastic. Sister, <laughs> Sister Henry, talk to me. Huh? This is real? This is real? God who created this. He's the lily of the valley. And the Bible tells me that though he took time to make this beautiful, he waters this thing right here. He shapes it. He gives it color and beauty that people go to where these things are to fetch them, to bring beauty to wherever we wish beauty will be placed. The t Bible tells me that you are even more beautiful yeah. than this. I asked Sister Henry if this is real. She said, yes, you're more real. I don't know how you view yourself, but God sees you as real. Amen. I don't know what people said about you, but God says you are real to Amen. him. Amen. And I prefer that we believe what God says about us than what people said about us. God is beautiful. And he has created all things for his pleasure. That's a bell instrument? Yeah. It's a wind instrument. Huh? Wow. <laughs> you know that? And, and that's what my sister could... That, that's what grabbed her attention. That this man got to have lungs to sustain this. I, I was just looking at the brass. You were looking at the lungs. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, and then I was looking at the melody. I think some, 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 some of us were taken aback. And makes me want to play. <laughs> I don't know what you feel like doing for God. Something that you're doing and God is being glorified in it. Search for it. Hold on to it. Do it. For the pleasure of God. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor,
if someone were to get on the guitar and display the might of God, someone were to get on the drums, on the keyboards, someone were to hold the microphone and begin to sing, you're going to see the variety of the Lord God Almighty displaying his awesomeness. The plants declare his glory. The firmament show his awesomeness. Day unto day, there is no place where our voice is rich and the glory of the Lord is not manifesting. There is no place where our eyes see and we don't realize that God is awesome. I just want you to, to realize that God is good, wonderful, glorious in majesty. Tell your children, tell them to go and grab an instrument. Let them go learn something. And so that when they're displaying the beauty of God, God is glorified in their lives. Something you can do and lift the spirit of someone. We thank God for your life, uh, brother. And all instrumentalists, thank God for you. Singers, thank God for you. Thank God for all people that are here today. For it is the beauty of God and his grace that shows up on us all the time. And we don't take that for granted. Isaiah chapter number 43. There's something in verse 40, uh, verse 7, verse 7. Isaiah 43, 7. That I, I want us to begin with. And from there, we will get the, the message of today. It's brief, hopefully. You know, when pastors say, I'm almost done. And then they say two, three, four, five times more. And they still are not done yet. Oh, Lord. Isaiah chapter number 43, verse 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, I have created that person for my glory. I have formed him. Yes, I made him. I made him, I formed him, I created him for what? For my glory. God created you and I for his glory. Isaiah 43, 7. God created us. He said, everyone, I formed him. I created him, guess what? For my glory. I want to establish that. God created us for his glory. Now, now let's link that with 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Isaiah 43, 7. Link it with 1 Corinthians 10, Verse 31. So, whether you're eating or you're drinking or, whatever you do. or you're dancing or you're walking yeah. or you're speaking or you're preaching or you're... Whatever you do, do it, do it all, for the glory of God. all for the glory of God. You and I are created to bring glory to God. Therefore, whatever it is that we do, do it all for the glory of God. We are created to bring glory to God. 
So long as we know our purpose in life, we must live to fulfill that purpose. You and I are created to bring glory. So, Paul now says, whatever it is that we are doing, maybe I'm teaching, God must be glorified in it. Maybe I'm, ad I'm admonishing, God must be the one who is glorified. No wonder the word of the Lord says, you will lift up Jesus up and he will draw all people unto himself. So the preacher is not to lift up himself or herself. He is to lift up Jesus. I'm here to lift up Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the one you and I are to see. He is the one we are to know. He is the one we are to adore. He is the one we are to live for. He is the one we are to glorify. And the Bible says, not only in church, but in all things whatsoever we do. Not only at home, but in all things whatsoever we do. Not only when we are with fellow Christians, but in all things where whatsoever we do, wherever we go. We must ensure that what I'm doing, what I'm saying, is giving glory to God. Is that established? Please be conscious of this. We're going somewhere. One of, not the only thing, but one of the things that bring glory to God in our lives. One of the lifestyles we live that end up bringing glory to God. One of the duties we perform that bring glory to God. One of uh, service that we give, that bring glory to God, is giving. G-I-V-I-N-G. Giving, as a matter of fact, I'd like to represent it as a ministry. Giving is a ministry. The topic of today's message is the ministry of giving. I want to introduce giving to us as a ministry. And that from this day of anniversary on in your life and in my life, I want to admonish us to get into the ministry of giving. The service of giving. The performance of giving. The doing of giving. Giving is a ministry. And this particular ministry brings glory to God. Don't forget, we are created to bring glory to God. In all that we do, giving being one of it, right? In all that we do, we must bring glory to God. Giving is one of the things that we do as human beings that end up bringing glory to God. Let's look at a few scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It was read to us earlier. Our focus today is not so much of the uh, cheerful giver. We hear that all the time. I want to focus on the uh, fact that my giving is actually a ministry. That brings glory 
to God. I want us to know that. Let that inform our giving. Our attitude toward the giving unto others. Our attitude toward the sharing with people. Let it be informed by the fact that it is a ministry that brings glory to God. From now on, please, don't give for the sake of it. Know that you are giving glory to God when you give. When you see someone that is less privileged and you wanted to assist them, know that you are doing something to bring glory to God. Not so that that man can say thank you. Not so that that woman can say thank you. They may say thank you. They may omit to say thank you. But no, be satisfied with the fact that you have just performed a ministry that brings glory to God. You have just done something that pleases God. So long as it pleases God, don't you worry about what the, the receiver uh, does. But I'm going to tell you, there are some things that the receivers do. There are some things they do. And the Bible makes it clear. We, we must read though. We must read. And then we'll go to the area we want to focus on. Please begin from verse 1. Um, I'd appreciate uh, New Living Translation. Just for, is, is this New Living? Uh, just, yeah. New Living. Can, can I get a, a, a microphone that can assist over there? New Living Translation um, for this particular reading. Yeah, from, from verse 1. I really don't need to write to you about this gift of the Christians in Jerusalem. For I know how eager you are to help. And I have been boasting to our friends in Macedonia that you Christians in Greece were ready to, to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that shares up many of them to bring helping. Verse number three. But I'm sending these brothers just to, to be sure that you really are ready, as I told you will be, with your money all collected. I don't want it to run out that I was wrong in my boasting about you. I will be humiliated, and so you would, would you, if some Macedonian Christians came with me, only to find that you still weren't ready, after all I had told them. These people were ready to give. They were givers. They were yes. planning to give. Yes. But Paul also sent uh, uh, messengers ahead of time just to be sure, make sure you package it, right? Make sure you're ready. Make sure by the time we got to you, that, you, that, that funds you wanted to give to us to help the church in Macedonia, make sure it is ready by the time you come, right? I'm going to use this to teach that when you're coming to church, plan your offering. Not just anything that I find. Plan your offering. Lord, you deserve this. Lord, this is from me to you today. Lord, I offer this to you from the bottom of my heart. Lord, this is coming to you. Plan 
what you want to do. That is a digression. Yeah? Verse number five. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me. Yes. To make sure that the gift you promise is ready. Yes. But I want it to be a willing gift. Not one given under pressure. Very important. When we speak of the principles of giving, I am introducing the ministry of giving today. And I'm introducing it as a ministry that brings glory to God. Right? But these are the ingredients that must be in it if glory is going to go to God. Number one, principles that guide the ministry of giving that brings glory to God is that it must be a willing, willing gift. Gift. And not given under pressure. Not given under pressure. What you are about to help someone else with. What I am about to help another person with, the principle that must guide it to make it acceptable to God is that it must be a willing gift. Not one that I am forced to give. Oh, but pastor, does that mean uh, if they levy us in church, it's a sin? It's not a sin. I'll show you that scripture. Not today, but later. It is not a sin to levy. It is not a sin to, uh, in fact, you know, sometimes we do some things in the public. We say, okay, we want to build a church or we want to do something. Oh, how much would you put down? How much would you put down? Is that biblical? Yes, I found it. It is scriptural. But that's not where we're going today, right? What we're, going, what we're doing today is my gift to another person. My gift to a cause. My gift to God's people, Yeah? When I want to do that one, it must be from my heart. Make a note of that, please. It will guide you. Never grumble when you are about to give because glory won't go to God. And Bible says we were created to bring glory to God. And in all things that we do, whatsoever we do, do it all for the glory of God. So when we are giving, we must give for the glory of God. But God does not get glorified in grumbling. Yes. Verse number six. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds. Yes. We get a small crop. Yes. But the one who plants generously, we get a generous Let crop. Let this begin to guide your giving. You will know that this has nothing to do with uh, what we are about to do today. If it did, wisdom says I should have taught this last week, right? So as to let you know what to bring. So it's got nothing to do with what to bring today. It has everything to do with attitude of giving in my life. Character of giving in my life. Service of giving in my life. Whether it be anniversary day or not. Whether it be Sunday or not. Whether it be people I know or not. Just my attitude toward giving. That's all I'm teaching today. That if we can begin from this anniversary day to gain a better understanding of what our giving does. I feel that we will be better Christians. Number one, no grumbling. It comes from an attitude of simplicity, no grumbling. Yes, not by force. And then you said something after, right that. Remember this, a farmer who plants only is... I also seeds. must know the principle that guides 
my giving. This is going to help me to give more. Right? Because I know if I sow sparingly, I get back what? Sparingly. If I sow uh, bountifully, I get back bountifully. So, if we have knowledge, if we're operating from a knowledge-based background, uh, our, our, our ways of life are kind of different. The things we do are different. So, what should guide my giving? It should be one that I'm not forced. It should be two that the more I give, the more I'm going to reap. The less I give, the less I reap. That is the principle. Verse number seven. You must each make up your own mind. The principle of giving that I'd like us all to begin to put into practice is that we must make up our mind. As to how much you should give. As to how, how much, much give. we want to give. Never you feel that your arm is being twisted. Make up your mind how much you want to give to that person who is in need. Someone may come to you and tell you they want uh, uh, $35 for a metro card. Um, or for, th there are several reasons that people come and they give you a reason why you should give them X, Y. No, give them how much you want to give them that you will not grumble after they have left you. That is the one that will bring glory to God. Yes. Don't give reluctantly. Don't let your giving be reluctant. Or in response to pressure. Or in response to pressure. The principles that are guiding our giving. Not to pressure. Not reluctantly. But with a made up mind. This is what I, I can afford. This is what I'd like to help you with. This is what I'd like to assist you with. This is all that I can, uh, that I'm prepared to give you. Yes? For God loves the person who gives cheerfully. God wants that giving to be and cheerful. And God will give generously who gives cheerfully. Now, and now, God will generously provide all your need. Also, there's something that should be pushing you and I to give that I know that God will do what? Will provide, will provide all your needs. All my needs. All your needs. You see, what should be guiding your giving, right? Is that he will provide all my needs as I continue to give cheerfully. As I continue to give generously. And as I continue to give what I propose in my heart. Not what I am forced to give. I'm not only speaking for church, please. I'm not only speaking for today, please. I'm asking that God will use today's ministration to form a new habit in us. I'm actually talking about habit now. I'm talking about our day-to-day -day living with the people that we see, that we live with, that we come across in our lives, right? All you do must give glory to God, all right? But I happen to know that when I am giving, God is going to give to me generously. But I must give 
cheerfully. Then you will always have everything you need. Listen. Listen. And plenty left over Listen. to share with others. Listen. Listen. Brothers and sisters. That uh, translation says we will always have what we need. Uh, everything we need. And, uh, and plenty. And, and plenty left, left over. over. To share with others. Ah. And the reason why God will allow us to have all we need and plenty left over, guess what? Also is to turn it around and share with others. God in his word is saying, if you and I begin to cultivate the habit of sharing with people cheerfully, he says he will provide everything that we need and he will allow us to have leftover for the purpose of sharing some more. God really wants to use you and me to help somebody, to meet someone's need. But we must know why. If we don't know why, when someone comes to us, we will tell them the story of their life. If we don't know why, we should cheerfully give. When someone comes to us, we will feel they want to take advantage of us. When someone comes to us, we will ask, why are you not working? And I work two jobs. They are legitimate questions. But I am telling us that the word of God says, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. You and I must have the understanding behind giving. It is a ministry. It is an everyday working. It's an everyday doing. It's all a time service that will end up meeting all our needs giving us leftover that we may be able to assist people some more. We're still going there. Where it says our giving will give glory to God. Let us keep reading. As the scriptures say, yeah? godly people give generously to the poor. Do you, do you know that it's a habit, it's a character of godly people to be giving generously to those who are poor? Please, as Christians, yeah, God will help us. It is godly character. To be a giver. Hmm? We're not talking about offering in church. I, I'm, I'm telling you. I told you. I, in fact, I don't think he's going to mention the word offering at all. This is not an offering preaching. So it has nothing to do with today. It has everything to do with my character and your character every day of our lives. It is only godly people that gives cheerfully to the poor. Ungodly people, though they come to church, they give grudgingly. ungodly so there is yeah the habit of giving with grudge is an ungodly habit god will save us all Amen. i said god will save us all Amen. yes yes and their deeds and their good deeds will never be forgotten 